Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So I'm also recording this the night prior because I still have electricity. Not 100% sure that I'll have electricity in the morning. So let's get started. From just the news, Judicial Watch sues U.S. Capitol Police in pursuit of emails and videos pertaining to the January 6th riots. This is from Alex Nitzberg. Judicial Watch has lodged a lawsuit against the U.S. Capitol Police in an effort to obtain emails and videos pertaining to the riot. The watchdog organization said in a press release that they filed the suit under the common law right of access to public records following the Capitol Police declining to public materials sought in a January 21st request. So little known fact, the Capitol Police is the one police organization that can deny uh, FOIA requests. They don't have to provide any information. They are immune from that. Senate ensured that they and the Capitol Police don't have to submit to FOIA requests. They are immune from that. And that's quite concerning. What does Congress have to hide, especially from the January 6th protest? They peddled a lie for months or excuse me, for weeks. Right. Since January 6th, it is now mid-February. So for about six weeks, they peddled the lie that Sicknick was beat to death by a fire extinguisher, it turns out that that was a lie and he died from a stroke the next day. And don't get me wrong, I am not dancing on that man's grave as he is a fellow veteran. But these lawmakers lied. They claimed he died in a way in which he did not die. They basically held a ceremony at the Capitol building to use that as, uh, you know, tinder to light the fire of taking away people's rights. Right. They use that as their kindling to burn down people's constitutional rights because the orange man was bad. And because those insurrectionists killed a Capitol Police officer, it turns out they didn't kill a Capitol Police officer from what it looks like. It looks like the man died from a stroke the next day. So they've been lying. Joe Biden lied. Nancy Pelosi lied. Chuck Schumer lied. AOC lied. All these people are lying and no one's holding them accountable for it. And not only that, they're using that lie to take away the civil rights of American citizens. They wanted to charge them with murder, the murder of Sicknick, not the murder of Ashley Babbitt, but the murder of Sicknick. And guess what? It turns out that he, he may have died from a stroke the next day. It could be something unrelated. Correlation does not equal causation. Just because you die from a stroke the day after something bad happened, if I die from a stroke the day after I was in a car accident, did I die from a stroke due to my car accident or did I just have a stroke, right? That's something to consider. That's something that needs to be looked into. So I understand where this watchdog organization is coming from. The public has a right to know about how Congress handles security and what all the videos show of the U.S. Capitol riots. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said in a statement, what are Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer trying to hide from the American people? The January request sought all video from within the U.S. Capitol during the nine hour period on January 6th. The request also sought email communications between the U.S. Capitol Police executive team and the Capitol Police Board concerning the security of the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. The timeframe of this request is from January 1st, 2021 through January 10th, 2021, according to Judicial Watch. Email communications of the Capitol Police Board with the FBI, the U.S. Department of Justice, and the Department of Homeland Security concerning security of the Capitol from the same time period. The Capitol Police said February 11th letter that the materials sought do not constitute uh, constitute public records, according to Judicial Watch. So again, what do they have to hide? If you have nothing to hide, 
then why are you hiding it? Right? So this is where conspiracy theory, I don't like using the word conspiracy theories, but conspiracy theories, I've said this many a time, you know, I've only been doing this little thing on YouTube slash podcast for about a month. And I believe I've said it at least four or five times, right? Conspiracy theories are just facts looking for a valid conclusion. So you have a bunch of coincidences, right? I'm not even going to say conspiracies. I'm just going to say coincidences. You have a bunch of random facts that don't necessarily add up. You have members of Congress. You have all these the the people pushing that Officer Sicknick died from being beat in the head with a fire extinguisher. And by all accounts, he was never bludgeoned and he died from an unrelated stroke. That seems to be the reporting. That seems to be the narrative today, uh, January or excuse me, February 17th, February 18th, 2021, right? So that could always change. But you have lawmakers like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, AOC, uh, Joe Biden, who is now the president of the United States of America, all pushing the narrative that Officer Sicknick was beaten to death while they had the evidence, all the video evidence where they could have been proven wrong or proven right that, hey, he was beaten to death or, hey, he was not beaten to death. So if they had the evidence that Officer Sicknick was never beaten to death, yet push that narrative to to basically uh, violate people's constitutional rights because they disagree with their political ideology, that is disgusting and it needs to be investigated because they are using Sicknick's death as basically the, the... for the kindling of the fire to burn away people's constitutional rights. And that is disgusting. Basically how people are dancing on the grave of Rush Limbaugh because they didn't like what he had to say. Suddenly, all these people who were ACAB just a few weeks ago are celebrating this man's life. Again, I'm not peeing on this man's grave. I'm not trying to to disrespect Officer Sicknick, but what I'm saying is it it should be considered more disrespectful than for me to question how he died, right? I don't feel like that is disrespecting uh, Officer Sicknick at all, going, hey, maybe he wasn't beaten to death because all all points or all evidence points to the contrary, that he died from an unrelated stroke, right? That appears to be the evidence. I feel like politicians are using his death as an excuse as a political football to take away people's civil rights, which is disgusting. Basically, they're using Officer Sicknick and his life, how he gave his life or how he passed away, depending on how you wish to phrase your sentence, right? Um, as a tool to basically grab more government control, which is disgusting. It's pathetic. It's un-American, to be quite frank. So before I jump over to the next article, please smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you wish to contribute to the show, because we have a lot of changes coming, friends, please go to notcensoredyet.com slash donate. You'll find links available. Every little bit helps because I'm in the process of getting new gear so we can basically ramp up the website. I want to add a lot more functionality to it, and I don't want to do it behind a paywall. I wish to do it basically free and open source, but 
ran off of donations because um, I don't believe that things should be behind paywalls, to be honest. If you like what you're saying, you know, I used to be a bartender at one point in time and I believed a a tip for good service means a lot more than getting paid more as a salary as being a bartender, right? If you were good at what you're doing, people would come back and appreciate your service, your time, your conversations and all that. So that's, that's my belief and we'll see how that works out. Um, so if you wish to contribute cause you like what you see, you like what you hear and you are excited about things to come, please donate to the show. It'll really help. So also from just the news, poll, half say more power for federal government would make society less fair and just. A further 11% believe it would have no impact on fairness. Half of half of registered voters believe expanding the federal or expanding the power of the federal government would have a negative effect on fairness and justice in American society. 50% believe that giving federal government more control over businesses and individual behavior would lead to a less fair and just society. And you actually see that happening right now. You see this whole equity-based, you know, we're going to give farming subsidies to basically any farmer who's not white. We're going to give uh, PPP loans to anybody who's not white. We're going to do, basically, it's creating a less fair and less just society. It's kind of disgusting what's going on with the federal government right now. And as a small business owner who's a person of color who may not look like it, but is actually a person of color, um, it's still disgusting. Right. Because it's the bigotry of low expectations and it's disgusting. And the Democrats, that's like the Democrats ace in the hole. Right. Their ace in their pocket is basically, hey, we're going to say that we don't believe you can succeed without our help. So we're going to help you. And by helping you, we're actually not going to help somebody else, because when it comes to aid, when it comes to benefits, it is a sum zero game. It is, you know, when you're providing uh farm subsidies and you're basically excluding white farmers, that is a sum zero game. And how do you think that's going to affect race relations in the country, right? Because basically you're having a government say, hey, black people, hey, Hispanics, hey, Asians. I don't even think Asians are considered intersectionality as Asians. I think they're considered white because, you know, they make more money than white people. But how do you think that's going to make white people feel? Basically going, hey, I'm struggling too. Why am I not getting any help? Just because I'm white doesn't mean that COVID hasn't basically ran roughshod through my business, has, haven't destroyed my means of production and distribution due to COVID-19. What's going on? Why am I being negatively, negative, negatively affected because of my skin color? This is disgusting. This is BS. And then you're going to create racists. You're going to create racism. You're going to create prejudice and bigotry because guess what that person's going to have to close their business that person's going to lose their home that person's going to lose a lot of stuff and they're going to resent people of color like myself and that's going to be disturbing when they go home and their kids are going to learn that they're going to man if if it wasn't only for those people of color maybe i would have gotten the help i needed but because i'm white and they believe that i'm the problem and that they need help, that, that it's okay to discriminate against me because people of color can't do anything for themselves and they need help from the government. That's what's going to end up happening. And again, I'm a person of color. And the amount of times that I am condescended to, especially um, 
through emails before people actually see me is quite disturbing. And then I meet them in person and they're like, oh, you're not at all. Well, I imagined you to be. I'm like, what, a person that looks basically like a six foot tall linebacker who looks like the embodiment of a chubby Captain America? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Like, go screw yourself. Uh, that's probably the most racist thing I'm always told is, oh, you're not at all what I expected. It's like, Jesus, people. Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So I'm going to jump right into it because I'm not sure how long I'll have electricity for. So from just the news, Judicial Watch sues the U.S. Capitol Police in pursuit of emails and videos pertaining to the January 6th riots. Judicial Watch has lodged a lawsuit against the U.S. Capitol Police in an effort to obtain emails and videos pertaining to the riot that transpired January 6th at the Capitol. The watchdog organization said in a press release that it filed suit under the common law right of access to public records following the Capitol Police basically denying their previous requests. So little known fact, Capitol Police are not, um, they don't fall under FOIA requests. So they're the only law enforcement entity that does not have to answer to we the people, which is strange why Congress would allow their police to be above the law, to basically not have to report their actions to we the people. And that is very suspicious. What does Congress have to hide? The public has a right to know about how Congress handled security and what all the videos show of the U.S. Capitol riot. Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton said in a statement, what are Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer trying to hide from the American people? Exactly what I just said. The January request sought all video from within the U.S. Capitol during a nine hour period on January 6th. The U.S. or excuse me, the request also sought email communications between the U.S. Capitol Police executive team and the Capitol Police Board concerning the security of the Capitol on January 6th, the time frame is from January 1st through January 10th. According to Judicial Watch, the request also sought email communications of the Capitol Police Board with the FBI, U.S. Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security concerning the uh, security of the Capitol on the 6th with the same time frame. The Capitol Police said on a February 11th letter that the materials sought do not constitute public records, according to Judicial Watch. But it does. It should constitute public records because they're trying to use the Capitol riots to slam and destroy people's civil liberties. They're trying to take away people's gun rights, people's right to communicate, people's rights to assemble, because what libertarians are now considered a domestic terrorist threat, if you ask John Brennan. It's bananas what's going on right now. And they're using a lies, right? So I did a video on this earlier where Officer Sicknick was claimed for weeks. Nancy Pelosi said it. Chuck Schumer said it. Joe Biden said it. I believe even Vice President Kamala Harris mentioned Officer Sicknick's name and said he sacrificed his life in defense of our nation's democracy. Yet he was never bludgeoned. He was never beaten. He never died at the Capitol. He died the next day, uh, reportedly from an unrelated stroke. So I'm not dancing on that man's death, but they were using his death as an opportunity to basically steal our civil liberties. And that is inexcusable. What are they trying to hide? Because I'm pretty sure there would be video evidence of Sicknick either getting beaten with a fire extinguisher or not. 
And if Nancy Pelosi and the Capitol Police and Chuck Schumer were all well aware that Officer Sicknick was never beaten by a fire extinguisher, we need to hold their feet to the fire and essentially impeach them. Because guess what? They lied to the American people so we they can steal our civil liberties. And that is disgusting. The government does not provide us the right for free speech. It does not provide us the protections of the Second Amendment. It is given to us by our creator, so says the framers of the Constitution. And these leaders in government are failing to recognize that. And it's unfortunate considering that many of them are lawyers and are well, or at least should be well-versed in what the Constitution says and does not say. It's one of three things that are explicitly explicitly given to us or endowed to us uh, in the Constitution, the right to speak, the right to own a gun, and the right to drink. And the government has frequently tried to mess with all three of those. And right now they're trying to take away two of those liberties because of a lie that they have been spreading. They have been lying. If they have video evidence of Officer Sicknick never being beaten and they've been lying about it, then we need to hold them accountable. Don't allow them to get away with the lie. So before I jump on over to the next story, how about you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you'd like to contribute to the show, please go to notcensoredyet.com slash donate. We have links available, both cryptocurrency and fiat. Every little bit helps as we're doing some big changes. I like to say we because it makes it sound bigger than just me because right now it's just a one-man operation. Uh, but I'm adding a news aggregator to notcensoredyet.com and I'll also be in – I'm also in the process of um, – determining guidelines for what a fact checker should be on notcensoredyet.com slash fact checker. And I am working on that. So next week should be pretty big updates coming on the website. So let's go to the second news story, also from Just the News. Poll, half say more power for federal government would make society less fair and just. So this gives me hope for society, but it also does not give me hope for society. Uh, excuse me, uh, half of registered voters believe expanding the power of the federal government would have a negative effect on fairness and justice in American society, according to a new Just the News Daily Poll with Scott Rasmussen. 50% believe that giving the federal government more control over businesses and individual behavior would lead to a less fair and just society. A further 11% felt more power in Washington would have no impact on fairness. Just 22 believed that giving Washington more power would lead to more fairness and justice. And basically, you see a very partisan divide on this. The responses reflect a noticeable partisan divide. An overwhelming 70% of Republicans believe more federal power would result in less fairness, but Democrats at a 40% rate believe that uh, more government power would lead to more fairness. And that's what concerns me, especially with this unilateral uh, or not unilateral, but uh, basically one party government we currently have right now where it's Democrat executive, legislative and judicial branch, essentially. It's quite concerning, especially when they believe or nearly half of Democrats believe that more government means more equity when it doesn't. Sorry, the government is currently trying to pass uh, legislation where they're doing it based off a of race and they're saying basically no aid shall go to white people. And as a person of color, I it basically really concerns me, right? And the reason behind that is what do you think is going to happen with that white business owner who loses everything? And then he goes home and he's angry or she goes home and she's angry or Z, Zay, whatever pronouns you wish to use. But they go home and they get angry because a black or a brown person received aid 
that they should have received as well, but they were unable to receive it based on the color of their skin. What do you think is going to happen? That person's going to become extremely bigoted. His spouse or her spouse is going to become extremely bigoted. They're going to blame an other race for their failings or for their suffering, basically. And their kids are also going to become little racist bigots because they're going to hate people from the other races because they know that their suffering is based solely on the color of their skin. And that's kind of and that's my opinion. We'll see how that plays out. But whenever you have this, and it's not even a separate but equal thing. It's like a, it's separate and unequal. If we're only providing aids, we're only providing aid to anybody who's not white. What do you think all the white people who end up losing their business, end up losing their livelihood, their homes, their cars, um, become homeless through this or their farms? How do you think how do you think the net benefit is going to be from that? What do you think it's going to be? All it's going to net increase is going to increase racism from white people to people of color. And I think that's an intended consequence. If you've watched other videos where I've talked about basically the Freedom Caucuses or Free Thought Caucuses attack on the religious right, again, I am not a religious individual, but it's very scary when they say religion is provides protection to white supremacy. We need to call the religious right uh, Christian white Christian nationalists, right? And then we need to call national we need to call white nationalists, which white Christian nationalists are a subset of. We need to call them a domestic terror threat. So it's bananas what's going on. And people need to be able to see beyond this these feel-good legislations because the second and third order of effects of these racist policies is only going to lead to more racism. The responses came as the Democratic Party holds power in the House, Senate, and White House, while leading Democrats signaled their intent to impose broad new national regulations on issues like climate and minimum wage rules. The survey of 1,200 registered voters was conducted from February 11th through 13th by Rasmussen using a mixed-mode approach. The full sample has a sampling error margin of plus or minus nearly 3%. So this seems to be they, – they seem pretty confident in this poll. So where I say I have a lot of faith in the country is because half the country believes that more government intervention would create a less fair and just society. And I believe so. We need to have a government that that moves slowly. A fast moving government is a government that will quickly take away your rights because they'll say we know more than you do. And basically you shouldn't have the right to do X, Y, or Z because that's a threat to the government. That negatively affects your neighbor. That hurts communities of X, Y, or Z without basically having uh, any plan to actually help the people that they're now uh, hurting, right? So you're you're taking away funds from one uh, race of people because it's popular to do so. But what's going to happen when they become angry? You can't just re-educate an entire group of people because they're upset because your policies are destroying their lives. Again, this is coming from a person of color who really, and my wife is from Mexico. I'm second generation American. My daughter is, uh, I guess, a mixture between first and third generation American, depending on how you look at it. But it concerns me when 
you're pushing these kinds of rules and or these kind of this kind of legislation and all it's going to do is further divide the country it's not going to do what you think it's going to do so that's going to be it for now friends i'll post another video up here in a little bit until next time i'll see y'all later have a good one bye Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. So New York Post reports Biden skips Michigan trip over snow, calls early lid at White House. So basically he called a lid at eight in the morning, 8 a.m. Basically no in-person events, no press meetings or anything in person at the White House today, February 18th, 2021, due to a half inch of snow. He also canceled his trip to Michigan because it was too cold. It wasn't even snowing there. This is bananas. This is Joe Biden's America. And the next story. So basically, he's not going to talk to the press. He's not going to talk to we the people. And he still demands a military presence surrounding Washington, D.C. He is not acting like a democratically elected president of the United States. He is acting like a dictatorial fascist. And this is bananas. People need to start calling it out. He's been doing nothing but lying, changing narratives, throwing his press secretary under the bus. And now he's just blatantly refusing to talk to the press conveniently after he's tacitly supported the Uyghur genocide that's occurring in China. So New York Post reports uh, President Biden took a snow day Thursday as D.C. received a half inch dusting. But Vice President Kamala Harris carried on with scheduled in-person events. Biden postponed a trip to uh, Michigan, excuse me, I was about to say Mexico, where he planned to tour a Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine manufacturing facility in the White House declared an 8 a.m. lid meaning there would be no in-person events. The president's trip to uh, Portage, Michigan, was preemptively canceled Wednesday evening before any precip precipitation fell in Washington. And so they were talking about Harris's event, and I'm going to just point out a slight difference between this administration and the Trump administration. Harris, who attended high school in Montreal, Canada, uh, pressed for despite the weather. And basically, the, the, this is what she said during her uh, press meeting, uh, talking about uh, a supplemental poll reporter remained booked for the event featuring a webcast conversation between Harris, female members of Congress, and women's groups. The pandemic has put decades of the progress we have collectively made for women workers at risk. This is a national emergency, women leaving the workforce, and these numbers is a national emergency, which needs a solution. Notice the difference between the way the Biden administration and the Trump uh, administration speaks. Trump always spoke that Americans are leaving the workforce in record numbers, and it's a national emergency due to COVID. Joe Biden's administration likes to say, well, women are leaving the workforce. Oh, people of color. He likes to section off groups of people, basically creating little groups that are not just Americans, not just we the people. He likes to identify people as women, little kids that he likes to smell, uh, black people who aren't black because they never voted for him. He likes to do that. He likes to create little groups so everybody kind of passively hates each other. There's a difference between the inclusive American and the exclusive, well, women are leaving the workforce. Oh, this is affecting uh, the black people who aren't really black because they never voted for me, right? It's definitely the difference between an inclusive president and an exclusive president. 
in my opinion. Jumping over the hill, nearly 5,000 National Guard troops will remain in D.C. over March 4th, violence concerns. Thousands of National Guard troops will remain in Washington, D.C. in early March amid concerns over followers of the far-right QAnon conspiracy theory, some of whom hold out hope former President Trump will be will return to office March 4th. Some of these people have figured out that apparently 75 years ago, the president used to be inaug- inaugurated on March 4th. Okay, now why that's relevant? God knows at any rate, now they are thinking maybe we should gather again and storm the Capitol on March 4th. That is circulating online. I doubt that. I really, I really doubt that. Smith added that there could not uh, necessarily be specific unrest on March 4th, but that there were concerns around the date. Stop. Okay, there you go. Smith added that there would not necessarily be specific unrest, but there are concerns. So we're going to keep 5,000 National Guard troops? That's more troops than when you knew what was going to happen on January 6th. They knew beforehand. The FBI knew. And on my last video, the Capitol Police is not releasing information about what intel they had prior to January 6th. So if they knew that the Capitol was going to be stormed by stupid people and they failed to do anything about it, why is it now that they want to keep thousands of troops there? Because now on March the 4th, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, we think something might happen. Now they're going to say, well, we think something might happen on July 4th. And then we're going to think something's going to happen on September 4th and November 4th. Every two months, something's magically going to always happen on the 4th of something, right? And guess what? These people don't care. They want to create basically a military installation surrounding Washington, D.C. so they aren't ever held accountable by we the people. Stuff like that circulates all the time. Does not mean it's going to happen? Probably not. But if you want to help, tell them not to do that. Tell them that the election is over. Joe Biden won, Smith said. It was a free and fair election. No, it was not. And let's get to work. That, too, would help reduce the, well, I don't know, fear or paranoia that people feel that requires everything that we're seeing around here. It was not, I I will say, due to Time Magazine's uh, basically bragging of the rigging of the election. So one person's fortify is another person's fraud or another person's rigged election, right? So it's not free and fair when you have the labor unions along with the... um, Uh, What is it? The management groups, right? Uh, Basically colluding to ensure that Joe Biden becomes the president. That is no longer a free and fair election when you have news organizations suppress news stories about the now president's son who is involved in corrupt business dealings overseas, illicit drug use, along with potential um, extortion level photographs and video that are probably just floating out there who Joe Biden probably doesn't want to have out on the world stage. That would probably be why he supports the Uyghur genocide, because his son would probably go to one of those Uyghur camps for his illicit business dealings in China if he didn't go along with it. So it brings um, it raises a lot of questions. Right. And so, in my opinion, one person's fortify is another person's rigged. Assistant Secretary of Defense for Homeland Defense and Global Security Robert Salisis said Wednesday that the Capitol Police requested 4,900 troops through March 12th. The number was based on different missions that they would, the National Guard members would, be supporting response force, perimeter, security, those kinds of mission sets. One second. 
we're working with them. As you know, the current request ends on March 12th. We're trying to determine with them is what is the right level of security that they need from the National Guard, considering that the circumstances have changed. Well, you know what? They don't need anything unless they have proper intelligence to go off of. Then you don't need 5,000 troops there. That is ridiculous. 5,000 troops is as many troops as we currently have in Afghanistan, I believe. It might actually be more because I think I think we have around 5,000 troops in Afghanistan. So again, why do we need as many troops in Washington, D.C. that we have in active war zones? Unless you're going off of verified intelligence. If you're going, oh, well, you know, uh, CNN says QAnon is doing this. Well, then CNN has lied. CNN has directly funded domestic terrorism operations within the United States. They did so by paying John Sullivan $35,000. Uh, for his for his uh, video in which now federal prosecutors are saying that well, as he was recording that video, he was participating in ed- egging on the violent activities that were occurring throughout the Capitol building. So CNN and NBC News both basically bankrolled a domestic terrorist involved in the January 6th riots. So guess what? I don't trust anything CNN has to say since they are a direct funder of domestic terrorism unless they can prove otherwise but it would certainly seem that way jumping over to the daily mail fauci now says vaccines for all americans by july days after he said it'd be april as u.s records another 2300 deaths and embattled cuomo's new york records nation's highest per capita hospitalizations the chief medical advisor to the president has predicted that all Americans could access the, uh, to the shop by April, but he walked back on those claims Wednesday telling CNN they will be available in July. Actually, he said June, like a day before that. It may take an additional couple months towards the end of the summer to get everybody vaccinated. Joe Biden has said Tuesday the vaccine will be available to every American by the end of July with millions of additional doses on the way and predicted herd immunity may be achieved as early as Christmas. Well, I thought when Trump said herd immunity, he was just a giant butthole, a giant gaping butthole for even suggesting that herd immunity should be a thing. A further 2,300 deaths were reported on Wednesday. Data shows there were 66,000 new cases of the virus. New York recorded the nation's highest per capita hospitalizations with 338 per million people. And its embattled government, Andrew Cuomo, is facing an investigation by the FBI and U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn over claims his administration covered up the coronavirus-related deaths in nursing homes, which is bananas. There's a reason why CNN has banned the Cuomo brothers from talking to one another on CNN because he is full of crap. And his brother is complicit in that now. And CNN is complicit in the hiding of all the deaths in New York because guess what? By allowing the Cuomo brothers to talk, they allowed... Andrew Cuomo to lie about it on CNN and CNN reported that as the actual news. So CNN is a co-conspirator to all those murders, in my opinion. So basically what's going on with this, it's just a Fauci keeps pushing that timeline for when the vaccinations are going to be available for all Americans to the right. I'm old enough to remember when they said they were going to do it within the first hundred days, then they were going to do it by April, then by June, now July, now herd immunity by Christmas. I thought Joe Biden was going to crush 
the virus. That's what he promised. He wasn't going to crush jobs, which he already did by destroying the Keystone Pipeline. He wasn't going to destroy wages. He wasn't going to crush the economy, yet there's still no stimmies that are being uh, spread out there. They keep wanting to impeach Trump. They keep wanting to... Um, now their House resolution number four something where they want to make sure that Trump can never have his name on anything because he's been impeached twice. Well, you know what? If we're going to play that game, let's start impeaching Joe Biden. Let's start impeaching Barack Obama. Barack Obama uh, assassinated an American teenager in a civilian coffee shop in Yemen. A teenager, not a grown man, a boy. He assassinated a boy. And then when asked about it, they, the White House basically had the message of saying, well, he should have had better parents. You know what? Let's impeach Obama for the extrajudicial assassination of an American teenager. And then we can also impeach him on, I don't know, weaponizing the IRS to go after the Tea Party. Let's do that. Two impeachments and ensure that his billion dollar uh, Obama library that's going to happen in Chicago, I believe, where it's basically displacing hundreds of of low-income residents that live there, and now they have to go find someplace to live because basically he's just buying up all that property to turn it into his like uh, immortal library or whatever you wish to call it. But we can find a reason to impeach Obama twice. We can find a reason to impeach Joe Biden twice because all it takes is for – well, you already have it happening. To be honest, one of his son's defense attorney's partner, ex-partner – from the firm that they were in, is now the prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case. What's going on here, friends? Uh, that seems like corruption. That seems like a high crime or misdemeanor when you're basically doing pay-for-play schemes involving your family to ensure that they don't get arrested. That seems awfully corrupt. That seems like something um, that you can be impeached for, for, you know, corruption. So before I get to the last piece, how about you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you wish to donate to the show, please go to notcensoredyet.com slash donate. You'll find links available to help us out. I'm making big changes to the website. Um, there's going to be a news aggregator and a fact checker. And it's just basically it's going to take some time and every little bit helps. It'll help us grow and stay independent from outside influences. And I'm going to touch on this. Lastly, this was reported by Professor Steve Hunky or hunk. I'm not sure if the E is silent or not. In this Zhejiang camp, Uyghur children are forcefully separated from their parents in order to chant, My mother is China. We love our mother. We love China. The inner workings of China's communist re education machine on full display. So if you're watching on YouTube, you see these little kids sitting on chairs just chanting. And if you're not on YouTube, then you really don't see what I'm saying. But it's probably about 50 kids all sitting there just chanting very loud. And what's concerning is you see people in defense of this. You see Joe Biden in defense of the Uyghur camps and basically saying, well, basically taking the position of a moral relativist and saying, well, who am I to say? Because they have a different culture than we do. No, you can go screw yourself because guess what? A genocide that's currently occurring with the Uyghur Muslims in China, it should, is not good by any metric, not uh, with humans at least, right? Um, so don't try to play that game. We as Americans have fought wars over less than this. So we need to not necessarily go to war, but we need the president of the United States to take the hard position. I understand that you're probably corrupt because your son is doing 
business dealings with the CCP, the same CCP that is killing Uyghurs that are basically raping or sterilizing the Uyghur women and sterilizing the men as well, re-educating them, forcing them to eat pork, drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes, all this stuff that they're not supposed to do because, you know, being Muslim is bad and we need the one China policy. And I understand that Joe Biden is possibly corrupt because of his son's business dealings with the CCP, and he can't speak out against them because of running the risk that his son may go to prison for being a corrupt businessman. But guess what? You are the president of the United States. If you are unable to do that job, then you need to resign because guess what? There's thousands. Eventually, there's going to be millions of Uyghur Muslims who are going to die on his watch, and he needs to be held accountable for this. So we need strong uh, congressional leadership to either push for this or impeach Joe Biden for not doing his job. Tacitly uh, consenting to a genocide is an impeachable offense. That is a high crime or misdemeanor, in my opinion. So let's see who has the stones to hold Joe Biden's feet to the fire and say, you may have to sacrifice your son, but this is for the good of the planet. So that's going to be it for today, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.